Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans, presented by Fort Comfort Gutters. Now here's your host with the latest on the Burgundy and Blue, Mike Evans. Hey everybody, welcome on into the Mile High Hockey Podcast presented by Fort Comfort Gutters. I am Mike Evans and we have a busy, busy podcast. A lot has happened with the Avalanche since the last time we spoke. We did not do a podcast around Thanksgiving. So the last time we were together was last Monday, right before the Avalanche played Nashville. And so since that last time we spoke, the Avalanche have played four games and uh, a, a lot to a lot to talk about. And let's first of all start with the news regarding Sammy Gerrard, who uh, came out and, and issued a statement that said he's going into uh, a program to deal with um, uh, alcohol abuse that was brought on by anxiety and mental health issues. And Sammy Gerrard is going to be away from the team for an indif- indefinite amount of, of time. The Avalanche, as you'd expect, very supportive of, of Sammy and a lot of credit given to Sammy Gerrard for coming out and being honest about this and that take your time and when you're ready to come back you'll be welcome back with with open arms it's um it's honestly a, a story and i think we've arrived at a point now in in sports where i think it's good uh that athletes are able to come out and be honest about their mental health and their overall health and what some of these emotional and mental issues are doing to their lives. And I, I give Sammy Gerard a lot of credit because, you know, you sit back, a couple of reactions to this. First one being that I think we, I, as fans, we, we sit back and we fall into the trap of thinking, man, life is great for these guys, right? They're professional athletes. They're among the best on the planet to do what they do. They're highly paid. Uh, they have a, a tremendous lifestyle. They're idolized. I mean, this, this is the life, right? What could possibly go wrong? But this is a reminder that just because you're a world-class athlete making millions of dollars does not make you immune to life and to the struggles and the pressures and the issues and the demons that we all face. And so it is a reminder that these guys are human and these guys are subject to the same kind of things that you and I deal with. But it is, it is different for them, right? Like it just is. You, you, you and I can admit to having an issue, having a problem that we need to deal with, and it's met with, okay, you, you got a problem, go take care of it. But when you're talking about a professional athlete, it is different, right? Because let's face it, whether it comes from us as fans or within their own sport, maybe even within their own locker room, there is still that belief that as a professional athlete, you're supposed to be tougher, right? You're supposed to be physically tougher. You're supposed to be mentally tougher. And that if you've got some kind of issue that you're dealing with, suck it up, right? You're a professional athlete. That's what you're supposed to do. And that's wrong, right? That, that really is. That, that isn't the way it should be. I know that's the way it's been for a long, long time. But 
I'd like to think that as our society evolves, uh, I, I know there are probably parts of it that people don't like, but in this regard, I like this. I like the fact that there is more um, encouragement, more willingness, um, more avenues, more resources for athletes to come out and say, I need some help because I'm not, I'm not good right now. I'm not in a good place mentally, physically. I need some help. So I commend Samuel, uh, Samuel Gerard for doing this. And, you know, if, if we're going to be talking about the whole toughness thing, what's tougher as a professional athlete, knowing what the mindset has been forever about, Hey, keep that to yourself, internalize it, figure it out, battle through it, <laughs> tape an aspirin to it, rub some dirt on it, whatever to be able to come out and admit this and be so public about it. I think that takes an incredible amount of toughness, a lot of toughness. So I, I applaud him. I salute him. Um, I respect him and I, I hope for the best. Uh, for him, and I hope he has a speedy recovery, a thorough recovery, and is able to come back and feel better, and 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 feel better about himself, and and be healthy, and uh, ready to go on with the rest of his life, with the rest of his career. So, that's uh, one thing the Avalanche are dealing with now. From the, the hockey standpoint, couple couple things just with the games that were played, and just some some uh, kind of random notes. And I'll go in order of the teams that they they ended up beating. The the win over the Canucks. And, and it, it was it was funny to me, and I'm talking to Az fans now, right? Okay, I'm talking. Let, 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 let's talk here. Is it you that makes such a big deal of this Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, who's the best defenseman debate? Is this fueled by Vancouver fan? Is your reaction? to uh, defending Kale or pointing out the differences between Kale and Hughes, is this fueled by what you hear from Vancouver fan? Because for the life of me, I, I, I hear a lot of that, you know, ah, well, Kale McCarr, you know, proved conclusively that he's a better defenseman than Quinn Hughes. Was there ever really a, de a debate? Was there ever really a, a doubt? Because I've kind of merrily gone along my business thinking that, Kale McCarr was the best and is the best defenseman in hockey, and I never really gave Quinn Hughes that much of a thought. Now, yes, when you go back and you look at uh, social media coming from the Vancouver side of things, they're, they're kind of psychotic about the whole Hughes versus McCarr thing, but that's one fan base. I, I don't think that the overall hockey world feels that way, right? So just to be sure, I went back and did a little digging. Uh, just to kind of get a sense of, you know, who's regarded as the best defenseman, best defensemen in the NHL. And basically of every outlet I turned to and every ranking that I, I saw pretty much had Kale as number one and Hughes somewhere in that 7, 8, 9, 10 range as the best defenseman in the NHL. So I don't quite know if this is a real thing, but... You know, seeing some Avalanche fans react to the win over Vancouver and Kale McCarr's performance, and he's been otherworldly of late, um, was kind of like, yeah, yeah, see, that that proves it. I, 
okay, I, I guess I never really knew that uh, that was a thing, but uh, apparently it is. Um, but let me just, you know, let me just tell you, um, as somebody who is immersed in all things Avalanche, but yet also, I guess, maybe tries to have a little bit more of a th- sit-back, objective view, I, I never thought it was an issue. Kale McCarr is, uh, is easily... Um, the better defenseman than, than Quinn Hughes. I don't think it's even particularly close. Uh, the other thing, uh, as we move along, the win over the Wild. And is, is, is the Wild a rivalry? Again, is this something that comes from the heat as Avalanche fans that you hear from Minnesota fan? Because I don't, I don't view the Wild as a rival. I I. I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't think Minnesota really has done anything over the years, save for you know maybe uh, you know. I remember the, the the playoff win over the Patrick Waugh team, but really has has the Wild done anything to truly be looked upon as a rival of the Avalanche? Honestly, I I look at the Avs right now and it kind of sucks, but I I don't. I don't really feel like there's that red hot rival that they that they have right now and I feel like we're kind of searching and looking and you know casting out rods to kind of see well is this a rival and hey they beat Dallas Dallas is a rival or Minnesota I just you know I know their fans can be kind of mouthy and <laughs> when you beat them it 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 feels like a a really satisfying win but I don't know. Maybe I guess I was so spoiled by Avalanche Red Wings that I know what a rivalry looks like. And Avs Wild, not a rivalry. Avs Stars, not a rivalry. That's not the Avs' fault, by the way. The Avs have been excellent, and it's up to those other teams to uh, rise up and knock off the Avs and do so in a way that creates a rivalry that we can all recognize as a rivalry. But I feel like, you know, because as fans, you, you like – you like rivalries, right? And I get the sense that as Avalanche fans, you're kind of searching for who's that rival. You know, is it Minnesota? Is it Dallas? Is there a little St. Louis in there? Is there some um, some Vegas? You know, I I, I guess they got a little, uh, a, a few simmering mini rivalries, but nothing that I would call a, a flat-out rivalry. So... The win over Minnesota to me is just, you know, the Avalanche doing what the Avalanche do, and that is, um, you know, pretty much owning uh, the Minnesota Wild. So, thought on that. Then there was the win over the Flames. Naz Kadri back in town. <coughs> Excuse me. And kind of a quiet night for Naz. He had three shots on goal, otherwise zeros, and a chance to kind of reflect on Naz. Look, to me, Naz is uh, is one of those guys that should never have to buy a drink in Denver uh, as long as he's as long as he's around you never should have to buy a drink that's how impactful he was uh, for the as and, and honestly his absence is still felt now don't get me wrong I think they made the absolute right decision in moving on from Naz I wouldn't have paid him I remember having this conversation while the season was going on I remember early on in the season saying hey I love Naz I wouldn't pay him. When it was all said and done and they had won the cup, I said the same thing. Love Naz, wouldn't pay him. Just for what he was going to be able to command, the age, the money, it just it just didn't make sense. Um, that said, that said, just because 
I was okay with moving on from Naz doesn't mean that I don't acknowledge the importance of replacing what he brought and seeing him back there in uniform the other night for the for the Flames was a reminder that replacing Naz Kadri and what he brought at that 2C position, the second-line center, still remains, to me, the biggest issue that this team has to answer if we're to feel comfortable about them being able to win another Stanley Cup. Uh, Ryan Johansson so far has been okay. Okay. He's been okay. He's been solid. But when you think back on what Kadri did for that Avalanche team in winning a Stanley Cup, and you have that as a frame of reference, right? This is this is what you saw, Naz, and his his big plays and his impact. You saw it, you felt it. If that is something that needs to be replaced in order to feel good about the Avs winning another cup, do you feel that they have done that uh, with Ryan Johansson? Um, it's early. It, it would be unfair to, uh, I think, be. Uh, too too firm and final in saying yes or no with with Johansson. I'll just I'll just leave it at this. To this point, he's been good. He's been solid. I still don't feel like I'm looking at a Naz type impact player come playoff time. But hey, that there's a there's a lot of hockey left to be played uh, between now and and then. I did find it interesting, uh, Kadri saying that I have no interest in being part of a rebuild. Hey, dude. You know, you had no problem taking their money, and you wanted the money, and you probably knew deep in your gut that you were exchanging a really good hockey uh, environment for the paycheck, for the contract. You probably could have taken less, and you could have stayed with the Avalanche if winning was that important, but you chose to go after the biggest contract. I don't besmirch you that at all uh that is certainly your right you got a ring you wanted to cash in there's nothing wrong with it but don't be just a couple years into that new deal in a new team saying hey i didn't sign up to be part of a a rebuild hey man that's what you you when you choose the money over a winning environment don't be surprised if you find yourself in the situation you find yourself in now. So, busy week. A lot of news happening with the Avalanche. Uh, very rarely will we only have a one podcast week, but we had a lot to catch up on. Hopefully, we've been able to do all of that. We'll get back into our uh, twice-a-week uh, podcast, so we'll have another one a little bit later on in the week. Uh, as we're talking right now, the Avs getting ready tonight to play Tampa Bay. Always love seeing the Avs and Lightning on the ice together. Brings back so many great memories. Lightning feeling like their window might be closing. Feeling like their championship window might be closing, but that's a proud bunch there. And they're uh, they're going to go down if it, indeed the window is closing. Uh, they're going to do so uh, by putting up a pretty good fight. But always love seeing the Avalanche and Lightning play. We'll have that to react to and much more a little bit later on in the week. This has been the Mile High Hockey Podcast presented by Fort Comfort Gutters. Enjoy your hockey. Go Avs. And we'll talk to you later in the week.